Dear friends, our Are You Studying series from the International Gospel Hour continues today with a verse-by-verse study of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's get started. It's study time on the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Thank you to our J-Webb, and greetings to all of you, and thank you for your interest in the things that be of God as we study the Bible together here from the International Gospel Hour. Now, this is what we call our Are You Studying series. This is where we take a book and chapter and a program on a weekly basis. We go verse by verse in an expository study, exposing the text verse by verse. We do so to understand the Bible. It's just a unique way to study, if you will. And I love to do these broadcasts. I try to do one weekly. So, ever how you listen to our broadcast, uh, please note that. And if there are further, or shall I say, past studies, for example, of 1 Corinthians, you can find them at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Just go to or scroll down on the home page. You can click on the 15-minute broadcast, and you can find our studies on 1 Corinthians. I want to begin today with verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 1. I'll read through verse 19, and let's see how far we go in our study. I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in mine own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanos. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. We're going to pick up at verse 14 in just a moment, but first... A few words about our work at International Gospel Hour, and then we'll come back and review just a bit. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio, and to God be the glory. We are blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We want you to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Thank you always for listening. And as a reminder, friends, you can write us at International Gospel Hour, P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. We would love to hear from you. And we hope to bring forth our address a little later on in our broadcast. Now, previously in our studies of 1 Corinthians 1, To this point, twelve times in thirteen verses, Paul mentions Christ. And again, what better one to focus on than Christ with a church full of division and problems? Paul asks three questions. Is Christ divided? In a word, no. Christ is not divided. He is one with the Father. John 10, verse 30. He prayed for unity. John 17, 20 and 21. Therefore, how can we divide Him? 
We go a little further over in 1 Corinthians 1, or rather 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 17, when Paul said that he preached Christ everywhere in every church. Dear friends, you know you can't do that in denominationalism. You can't speak the same thing in every church because you're going to find churches that vary. How about was Paul crucified for you? Well, in a word, no. He's the one writing. And there's never another crucifixion that could accomplish the crucifixion of Christ. Only the crucifixion of Christ would make the difference. We'll see that in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 1 and even in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2. Then Paul says, Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Well, there's no other name other than Christ in whom we should be baptized and in whom we will be saved, Acts 4.12. And if it was in the name of Paul or Apollos or Cephas, well, one would remain buried because they are buried, Romans 6, 4 through 6. Now, with that review, let's slide in now to verses 14 through 16. Let's notice Crispus and Gaius, a little bit about them. You know, Paul said that he thanked God that he baptized none except Crispus and Gaius. Well, we learn that Crispus was the ruler of the synagogue. He believed on the Lord with all of his household. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized, Acts 18.8. Gaius in Romans 16 and verse 23, he was called Paul's host and quite possibly one of the first converts. Stephanos is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 16, 15-17, a first fruit of Achaia. Now, Paul is not teaching here that baptism is not essential. He is thankful that he baptized no others due to their allegiance to man and not God. For after all, he did say that, I'm grateful I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in mine own name. He said, who all knows what could have been said? But we also understand that he's not teaching baptism is not essential. He's thankful that he baptized those into Christ that he was to do so. Now we go to verse 17, and I love this thought from a friend of mine, Mark Martin of Lincoln, Alabama, who said, The cross of Christ is central to Christianity so much that there would be no Christianity without the cross of Christ. We take the preaching back to Christ and the gospel. That's what Paul is doing. There's one Christ, Ephesians 4, one gospel, Galatians 1, 6 through 9, one cross, Matthew 26, and all of the ones cannot reflect division, for they are one. Paul was sent to preach the gospel just as Christ was preached in Acts 8, as the gospel was preached there to the eunuch and the Samaritans. We preach Christ as his representatives to preach the plan as it fulfills promises and prophecies, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Our dear friends, we want to reiterate that verses 14 through 17 does not teach baptism is not essential. Paul had already stated those he baptized and explained his concern as we noted. Paul himself was baptized as affirmed in Acts 9.18 and in Acts 22 and 16. And Paul taught others to be baptized. The example of those in Corinth in Acts 18 and verse 8 he taught baptism in Romans 6, 3 through 6, Galatians 3, 26 and 27. My friend Steve Higginbotham of Knoxville, Tennessee said, It should be noted that Paul is discussing the verb baptize, not the noun baptism. Paul was not minimizing the importance or necessity of himself being the one who does the baptizing. We need to think on those things and what Paul meant by that text. 
We pick up now with verses 18 through 20 and how it covers both the Jew and Gentile thinking. For example, when he mentions uh, those of the, of the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, he mentions the wise and the prudent. Well, the wise, or even the scribe, or rather the wise, that would refer to the worldly wise, such as the Greek, uh, the Greeks of that time. How the Greeks would argue, they would rest much on wisdom and knowledge. The scribe would denote the expert in the Jewish religion. The disputer of this world includes both others as well as those who would rely upon their own intelligence and do not trust in God. The Jews would take offense or stumbling. We would parallel here Matthew twelve thirty eight through forty two, or Matthew sixteen one through four. So when Paul talks about the wisdom of the wise, the understanding of the prudent, or even the scribes and so on, Paul is dealing with both the worldly wisdom of the Greeks and even the Jews that would hold the religion of old. But then he says unto us who are saved, being saved, an active or present state as we see in Ephesians 2.5 and Romans 13.11. He says, those of us who are saved, the preaching of the gospel is the power of God. You see, the wisdom of the wise, they're going to keep looking, but it's the power of God. The understanding of the prudent will come down to nothing when we look at understanding God and the cross. In all this division and all the worldly problems, Paul is pointing them back to the cross of Christ. In Acts 20 and verse 26, dealing with the whole counsel of God, a preaching that reflects the powerful, revives the preserved, and rescues the perishing. Oh, give me that one more time. Preaching reflects the powerful, revives the preserved, and rescues the perishing. But one cannot walk by sight. You take away the faith and belief in something much better if we walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk in obedience to the message of the cross. Mike Willis, in the commentary of 1 Corinthians, said that salvation is described by Paul as a past event, Romans 8.24, a present abiding state, Ephesians 2.5, the perfect tense there, and as a process in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 2, and as a future result, Romans 10, and verse 9. Let's apply what we have studied today from 1 Corinthians 1, 14-19. Dear friends, we point to the cross and we preach the message of the gospel. It's the one message, the one cross that makes the difference. The beauty of obedience to the gospel, to believe in it. Mark 16, 16. To repent of our sins, Luke 13, 3. To confess our faith with our mouth unto salvation, Romans 10, 9 and 10. To be baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2, 38. What a beautiful thought as we study the Word of God together and we look at the one message, the cross of Christ. Dear friends, I'm going to pause here. Our J-Web has a few words about our good brethren at the World Bible School and an online study that we think you'll enjoy. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Dear friends, again, the 
International Gospel Hour, you can write us at P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. We would love to hear from you, and thank you for joining me today for our special Are You Studying series. We'll do it again another time, but until then, thank you for joining me on the International Gospel Hour today. I'm Jeff Arch, and as always, dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com to God be the glory.